Welcome to another powerful teaching from Exodus Global. As a ministry, we are committed to inspiring a generation to develop a closer work with God. We urge that you pay attention to all that will be taught and see to it that you apply them. Let's dive right into the Word. Now, in the final part of this teaching on the hope of eternal life, I want us to look at living with eternity in view. So I want us to discuss, you know, this subject called living with eternity in view and i want to start with a rhetorical question now god sent jesus all right to die for our sins to pay the price for our sins and god went to that extent to reconcile man back to himself so think about this if god could go to that length to see that man is saved and god revealed his goodness to mankind in salvation was that to inspire faith or to inspire fear now, I'm probably guessing that the answer you give is that, you know, God went through that length to inspire faith in us. Because you see, faith works by love. So the revelation of God's love is so that we could plug in our faith into that love. So you have to understand that having discussed the assurance of salvation and eternal security, the whole aim of that was so that our faith can be firm and stronger. Because you see, God does not want us to serve him with fear or unbelief now when i'm talking about fear i'm not referring to the fear of god all right of course god wants us to fear him in that sense all right honor reverence trust you know put our faith in him that's what i'm talking about that's basically what the fear of god is about so yes god wants us to fear him what has to do with the subject of reverence honor you know respect and all of that but you see when we talk about the subject of fear with the sense of unbelief doubt being afraid you know of god god doesn't want us to serve him that way god wants us to serve him with reverence god wants us to serve him by faith look at what paul the apostle writes in philippians chapter 3 and verse 3 the bible says for we are the circumcision that is we are the saved ones all right we are the called out ones and the bible says we worship god in the spirit that is we serve god in the spirit and we rejoice in christ jesus and have no confidence in the flesh this is how God wants us to serve Him. This is how God wants us to live our lives. Remember, now we're looking at the subject of living with eternity in view. This is how God wants us to live our lives. All right. That we put our absolute trust in Him. We put our absolute faith in the finished work of Christ. We put our absolute faith in His grace. Do you see? And that this now informs how we live. That is, we no longer put confidence in the flesh we no longer feel as though the subject of our eternity is primarily based on my efforts in the flesh outside god no that's a wrong mindset to have because the bible even makes us understand that there is something called the works of the flesh adultery fornication lasciviousness and a whole lot of others that we find in galatians chapter 5 so we can also say that by the works of the flesh we will please god do you see however the bible also talks about the fruit of the spirit or what the Bible also calls the works of faith, because faith without works is death. So, in as much as yes, we must put our faith in Christ Jesus. All right, faith that is not shown by resultant works is not faith. Faith that is not shown by resultant works is not faith. So, what is the difference between works of the flesh and works of faith? Works of faith simply means because I have put my faith in Christ Jesus, then whatever things I will do will be born out of faith, will be as a result of that faith. Remember, Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 that I am crucified with Christ, yet I live, but not high, 
but Christ lives in me. And this life I live in this mortal body, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So the believer is expected to live by faith. Do you see that now? And this will show forth in the works. This will show forth in the things that we do. But the works of the flesh talks about trying to please God in the flesh, you know, without depending on his help, without depending on the help of the Holy Spirit, without depending on the scriptures. Do you see that now? God does not want us to serve him in the flesh. Rather, he wants us to serve him in the spirit and to serve him by faith. Glory be to God. So, living with eternity, if you let's let's just look at a few scriptures, and then we'll get into how we're expected to live our lives with eternity in view. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, from verse eight to verse ten, that we are saved by grace through faith, not of our works, lest man should boast. Right? It is the gift of God. All right. And now, somebody could stop at you know the point of saying, okay, it's not of our works. All right. We are not saved by our works. Yes, quite all right. We are not saved by our works. All right. We put our faith. All right, which starts by believing and confessing the lordship of jesus we put our faith in christ jesus well you see the bible now says in verse 10 the bible says that even though we are not saved by our works as a proof that we are saved then the bible says that we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god has ordained that we should walk in them you see that now so when we are saved god expects us to perform certain things called good works and you can listen to that teaching working out your salvation where i did a more thorough explanation on that another scripture i want us to look at as we further understand you know the subject of living with eternity in view is in colossians chapter 2 from verse 6 to verse 7 colossians chapter 2 verse 6 to verse 7 the bible says that as ye have therefore received christ jesus the lord all right how did you receive christ jesus the lord by grace through faith right so it says walk ye in him do you see so there is a way god wants us to walk with the consciousness that we now have all right this consciousness of eternity or this consciousness of eternal security there is a way god will have us live our lives with this consciousness so the bible says that as we have received christ jesus that we should walk in him and the bible says rooted and built up in him established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So God's will for us is not just to know that, okay, we are eternally secure with him. Now, having this revelation of eternal security, of assurance of salvation, should lead us to live our lives a certain way. Should make us get grounded and established in the faith. Do you see that now? Glory to God. So let's look at another scripture again, just you know, as a means of introduction. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Paul the Apostle writes and he says, fight the good fight of faith. I, I love this. It means there is something called the fight of faith and he calls it a good fight. Glory to God. Because what this makes us understand, if he says we should fight the good fight of faith, it means that there is a contention against the faith. Now, you must understand that if Paul the Apostle says we should fight the good fight of faith, it means that there must be contention against the faith. It means that the enemy is lurking around to make us, you know, deny God, to, to make us draw back onto perdition, to make us draw back, to make us backslide. Glory to God. So Paul writes to us that, yes, we have the knowledge of assurance of salvation. Yes, we know that we're eternally secure. All right. And that's God's plan for everyone that comes to him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, that's God's plan. But you see, Paul says on our part, by the help of God, that we should fight the good fight of faith. Now, I love the next thing he says. Don't forget, we're still on 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou hast also been called, and hast professed a good profession before. 
before many witnesses. This is powerful. It says, lay hold on eternal life. What that means is make the most of eternal life. Prioritize this eternal life that you have received. Make the most of it. Live your life with this consciousness. It says, lay hold on eternal life. Glory to God. Take hold. You know, have a firm grasp of eternal life. Don't joke with it. Don't toy with this eternal life that you have received. That's what he's trying to say. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I believe you are getting the concept of living with eternity in view now. All right. This is the balance that we need to have. Another scripture I want us to look at is founded in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. Paul the Apostle says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Look at this. It says he endures. So, as we live our lives with the consciousness that it is God's plan that we are eternally secured with him and as we live our lives with the assurance of salvation because we have put our faith in Christ Jesus he doesn't tell us that it's going to be a smooth journey he doesn't tell us that there will not be things that we come to contend for our faith because if there are not things to contend for our faith he won't ask us to fight the good fight of faith in the first place are you getting this now for he says I endure all things because of this salvation i endure all things so the believer in christ jesus must be ready to live life this way must be ready to endure because of this salvation must be ready to lay hold of eternal life glory to god so knowing that you know eternal security is god's plan for every believer all right it ought to inform the way we live that's whole eternity in view that's what living with eternity in view is all about it's not to create fear but rather to make to allow us make the most of this life allow us make the most not just of this earthly passage of life but also to make the most of this eternal life to do business with this eternal life while we are yet here on earth glory to god to please god with this eternal life that we have received while we are yet still living this earthly life hallelujah so living with eternity in view is a consciousness that every believer needs to have and live by do you see it's a consciousness every believer needs to have and live by because you see salvation is not just an escape route from hell alone in as much as yes the believer in christ just is heaven bound salvation is not just an escape route from hell alone now that we know we are heaven bound then we ought to live with this consciousness we ought to live with this consciousness remember the bible says our conversation is in heaven so we have to live our life now by heavenly standards glory to god yeah that's what he's trying to say that we live our lives regulated by these heavenly standards if we say we are citizens of heaven then we have to live our lives by the code of conduct of heaven are you getting this now glory be to god the bible says in acts chapter 17 and verse 28 that for in him we live we move and we have our being so christ defines how i live Christ defines how I move. Christ defines my very existence. This is the consciousness that every believer must have. Christ is my reality. Heaven is my reality. Christ defines my life. Christ gives my life a sense of purpose. This is the consciousness we must have. Glory to God. You see, following Jesus is the only way to live eternally in heaven. But let me say this. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a smooth ride. It's not going to be easy. And you see, what Jesus values and what our culture of today values are not the same. That's a major contention for the faith. 
that the things that are valued by God, the things that are valued in heaven, are not the same things that are valued here in our culture today. And that's a major contention for the faith. Which is why God has sent us the Holy Spirit to help us on this journey. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you know, don't forget, we're still looking at living with eternity in view. All right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I love this scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and then verse 2. I love this scripture so much. And I want us to see it together. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren. So he's talking to believers. He says, by the mercies of God. A translation says, in view of the mercies of God. He says, present your body as a living sacrifice. He says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god i mean this is so powerful he's saying that you know yes you're my brothers and sisters in the faith yes we all are born again but you see how do we live our lives with the consciousness of eternity in heaven how do we live our lives he says we must present our body and he says we must renew our mind so that we will not conform to the ways of the world so that even though we are born again we will not fall back into the world he says we must present our body as a living sacrifice that this is our reasonable service unto god and that we should allow god transform us by renewing our mind so that we will not be conformed we will not fall back into the ways of the world glory be to god glory be to god so, you see, becoming a, a Christian is easy, all right? But following Jesus can be difficult. I'm going to say that again. Becoming a Christian, you know, believing in the, in, the, in the finished work of Christ and all of that, it can look like an easy process. But you see, following Jesus, Jesus said, whosoever will follow me must take up his cross, deny himself, all right, and follow me. Do you see? So, following Jesus might be a bit difficult, but remember, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. We have the help of the Holy Spirit. Like I mentioned in the other part of the teaching, that God is a good shepherd. He doesn't want any of the sheep to be lost. So he would do all he can to keep his sheep. Hallelujah. That's why we have the help of the Holy Spirit. Do you see that now? Hallelujah. So we have to live this Christian life. And it might be difficult, but we have help. We have help. We have help. Somebody say, I have help. I have help to live my life as a Christian. I have, my, I have help to live with eternity in view. I have help to live a meaningful life God's way. I have, a, I have help to live my life by godly standards. I have help to live my life by the standards of heaven. I will not conform to the ways of the world, but I am transformed to be like Christ by the renewing of my mind. And I present my body as a living sacrifice. This is the mentality that we must have. That Christ now defines my life. Christ owns me, is my Lord, is my owner. Hallelujah. Yes. God is my father, but he also owns me. Hallelujah. This is the mentality we've got to have. Do you see that now? Because you see, in this kingdom, we lose to gain. In this kingdom, we lose to gain. Jesus said it himself in Luke chapter 9, from verse 23 to 24. He says, And he said unto them, That if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. So it's a daily affair. It's a daily walk. Living with eternity in view is a daily walk. It's something we must do daily. And then if you look at verse 24 of Luke chapter 9, it says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. 
whosoever will lose his life for my sake. This speaks about consecration. This speaks about, you know, totally surrendering to the Lord. That Lord, whatsoever you seek to do with my life, I surrender. My life belongs to you. It's no longer my life. It's now you living through me. Hallelujah. It's now you living in and through me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You see, if God gave us this eternal life, then it is only right that he also gives us the boundaries, all right, and the means to live the life. So you see, every good manufacturer manufactures his product in such a way that the user of that product is equipped with the boundaries of how to use that product with the boundaries of how to use that product for his maximum satisfaction and also how you know is meant to operate that particular product so god i believe is a very good manufacturer so if god has given to us eternal life then i believe strongly in my heart that god has also provided for us the boundaries by which we should live this life by which we should live you know with this eternal life hallelujah i I believe you're getting blessed let's just dive in further in the scriptures to understand this i mean there's so many scriptures to help us understand what it means to live with eternity and i want us to look at this so that our faith can be established through the scriptures glory to god second timothy chapter 4 from verse 7 to verse 8 second timothy chapter 4 from verse 7 to verse 8 look at what paul the apostle writes again he says i have fought the good fight remember what is the good fight it's the good fight of faith he says i have fought the good fight he says i have finished my course i have kept the faith glory to god that by the help of god by the help of the holy spirit i have kept the faith it says, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me that day, and not to only me, but unto them that love is appearing. Do you see that now? We can be like this. You see, we can fight to the nail by the help of the Holy Spirit. And we've got to understand that we're not fighting from a standpoint of trying to win. We already have victory in Christ Jesus. Glory to God, which is why we established the subject of eternal security and assurance of salvation. So we have victory already in Christ Jesus. So we are fighting from a standpoint of victory. That when the enemy tries to throw fiery darts, when the enemy tries to obstruct our faith, when the enemy tries to contend with our faith, you see, we have victory in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And it is on that premise of victory that we fight. Hallelujah. So he says, I have fought the fight of faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, why is this important? The Bible says two cannot work together except they be in agreement. So yes, it is God's plan that, you know, we, we, we are eternally secured. It is God's plan, you know, that, that we spend eternity with him. But you see, we've also got to believe this and we've got to walk in this reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So how exactly are we expected to live our lives with eternity in view? All right, let's go to the other part of this particular segment of the teaching, which is how exactly are we expected to live our lives with eternity in view? Now, if we go to Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, and then we're going to start our reading from verse 3. It's a long reading, but I want you to please follow me. All right, Colossians chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 10. The Bible says, we give thanks to God and the father of our lord jesus christ praying always for you since we heard of your faith in christ jesus and of the love you have to all the saints watch this it says for the hope which is laid up for you colossians chapter 1 verse 3 to verse 10 is what we're reading all right it says for the hope which is laid for you in heaven 
I want to read that again. All right. Paul is praying. He says, I give thanks to God because we know we heard something about you. Believers in Colossae, we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. That's number one. And it says, of your love towards the saints. That's number two. All right. And it says, you did all of this because there is a hope. Higher. There is a hope. It says, for the hope that is laid up for you in heaven. Glory to God. That's the hope of eternal life. Do you see that now? So, because they had faith in Christ Jesus and love for the saints, they did all of that because of the hope that they have. This hope of eternal life. Now, look at this. It says, Where of ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in this world. And then if we keep reading down to verse 9, look at this. Paul says that for this cause. So, what is the cause? What is the reason he's praying for them? He's praying for them because he heard of their faith in Christ Jesus. All right. And then of their love towards the saints for the hope of eternal life that they have. And based on that reason, Paul is praying for the believers in Colossae. And he says, watch this. He says that they might be filled. So those that have this hope of eternal life, these are the things they need. And this is how they are to live. Watch the subject of, of, of Apostle Paul's prayer now. He says that these people that have this hope, these people that have put their faith in Christ Jesus and love the saints, he says that these people will be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Watch this. It says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. This is powerful. So you see that it's not just enough for us to say we are saved, we are born again. All right. God wants us to walk worthy of him. He wants us to walk in a manner that pleases him. He wants us to live our lives in a way that pleases him. Do you see that now? The next thing he says is being fruitful in every good work. Oh, glory to God. So God wants us to live a fruitful life with this eternal life that we have received. God wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be fruitful. Hallelujah. And then he says, increasing in the knowledge of God. So now that we have this hope of eternal life, now that we have received this eternal life and we can live our lives with this hope, how should we live it? He says, number one, that we must be filled with the knowledge of God's will. According to Colossians chapter 1, from verse 9 to verse 10, it says we must be filled with the knowledge of, God, of God's will. Number two, it says that we must walk worthy of the Lord to please Him. Number three, it says that we must live a life that is fruitful in every good work. And then finally, it says we must increase in the knowledge of God. This is one of the ways by which we live our lives with eternity in view. God wants us to be fruitful by how we live. God wants us to be fruitful by how we live. If you look at Titus chapter 3 from verse 3 to verse 8. Titus chapter 3 from verse 3 to verse 8. The Bible says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts, pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness, that is, this is talking about the gospel now. It says, after the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. This is talking about the process of salvation, getting born again. It says that being justified by grace, all right, now, look at this, alright, this is still talking about eternal security, that we were justified, we were made right with God, by grace, do you see, it says we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life, do you see that now, so we are heirs of eternal life, you know, we have this inheritance, remember, that there's an inheritance reserved for us in eternity, glory to God, 
you know so there is an inheritance look at this it says we've been made here having been justified by grace all right we have been made here according to the hope of eternal life look at this now watch this it says this is a faithful saying and these things i will that thou affirm constantly so he's saying the things i'm about to tell you those of you who have this hope of eternal life those of you who are born again who have believed in christ jesus now i'm about to instruct you and i want you to also instruct others he says this is a faithful saying and these things i will that thou affirm constantly that is you must remind those that are saved from time to time that look at this it says that they which have believed in god might be careful to maintain good works these things are good and profitable among men do you see that now i see i have to tell you this even though yes thank god for the work of his grace you know in that now you are saved having believed the gospel having put your faith in the lord but you see now it is expedient for those of you who are saved for those of you who are here's for the hope unto eternal life that you are careful unto good works that is you must be careful with how you live and this already silences the bone of contention as to okay um knowing the, the subject of eternal security does that mean people should live anyhow you know understanding the work of god's grace does that mean people begin to live carelessly this already clears that controversy because paul the apostle writes to titus and he says emphatically that those that believed in god those that are saved must be careful to maintain good works so we must pay attention to how we live this is how we live with eternity in view in as much as our eternal security is god's plan all along in as much as it is the work of his grace and we have put our faith in it remember there is something called the works of faith do, do you see that now because it is not until you even renounce jesus as lord all right that you have actually denied him you can deny jesus by your actions you can deny jesus by how you live are you getting this now you can deny him you can deny the cross by how you live so paul is saying you must be careful with how you live you can't live carelessly because you know that you're heaven bound you should not live carelessly if you are doing that it means you did not understand the gospel at all it means you did not understand the work of god's grace in the first place that's what he's trying to say that if you truly believe in god if you truly understand the length to which god has gone you know to get you born again to get you saved and even the length is going to keep you you will want to be kept <laughs> you want to be kept just imagine you know the illustration of a shepherd and a sheep again i mean imagine if the shepherd has provided green pasture and has provided boundaries by which the sheep must stay it will only be a foolish sheep that will decide to leave green pasture for something that is beneath that level do you see that now so we must be careful by how we live remember if god gave us this eternal life then it means there is a way he wants us to live with the life in the first place glory be to god so we must be careful paul says we must remind ourselves of this constantly that we must be careful by how we live glory be to god if we go to second peter chapter one Another long reading, 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 9, the Bible says, According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us great and precious promises, that by this we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. All right, now watch this. So, 
for those that have escaped the corruption that is in this world for those that have the hope of eternal life the bible begins to tell us how we ought to live if you read from verse 5 of second peter chapter 1 the bible says and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue so it means god is also concerned about how the believer in christ jesus lives he says had to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if these things being you and abound they shall make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and at forgotten that he was purged from his old sins do you see so god is speaking to believers here through the writings of of peter the apostle and he's saying that now that you're born again you must give due diligence to this calling that you have been called as a believer you must give due diligence to how you live hard to your faith virtue and it begins to lead all the other things that are to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and the list goes on and on and it says if you continue in these things and abound then you will be fruitful in your knowledge of christ jesus remember i said earlier on that one of the ways we live with eternity in view is that we are fruitful with this life that we have received we are fruitful in our work with god we are fruitful even in this earthly living glory be to god do you see that now Remember, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 that for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Listen, you can be saved, yet you are sowing to the flesh. You are sowing to carnality. You are still giving to carnality. God is saying through his word that he doesn't want us to live our lives that way. This is how we live our lives with eternity in view. It says we should not sow to the flesh because if we keep sowing to the flesh, the end result, the dividends of that seed is corruption so it says rather that we should sow to the spirit so that we can reap everlasting life so that we can enjoy the dividends of this eternal life listen eternal life comes with benefits eternal life comes with dividends and god wants us to enjoy the dividends of eternal life god wants us to enjoy the beauty of eternal life but the price is that we must sow to the spirit We must lean on the Holy Ghost. We must lean on the Holy Spirit. We must depend on the Holy Spirit. We must walk with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you see this now? This is how to live with eternity in view. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Are you getting this now? All right. Do you see? So another way by which we live with eternity in view is that we must live our lives with a sense of urgency and purpose. We must live our lives with a sense of urgency and purpose. That, you see, this current earthly existence is only but a brief passage of time. And we would be rewarded according to our works. We will be rewarded in eternity according to our works. Yeah. We've got to understand this. That this current earthly existence, even if Jesus meets us before we die, or whether it is that we die and then we go to meet him in eternity, this current earthly existence is only but a brief passage of time. And we must live our lives with urgency and purpose. Glory be to God. Now, how do we do this? All right. I've listed a few steps here and there, but I want to just itemize them um, numerically just to help us gather better understanding on this subject. Glory be to God. 
Just in case you're yet to follow us on social media, you can do so at Exodus Global underscore on Instagram, at the Exodus Global on Facebook, and Exodus underscore Global on Telegram. For questions, counseling, and further inquiries, kindly send us a mail via the Exodus Global at gmail.com. We love and celebrate you. God bless you. 